The greetings and salutations to all who are listening. This is Tone the Scientist from the Nerve Podcast. The Nerve Podcast is an educational podcast discussing topics in neuroscience and the institution of science. The goal of the podcast is to make these topics easier to understand and relate to, whether you're an expert or a beginner. This is Tone the Scientist with the Nerve Podcast here with the third episode. So today episode, I have a, a wonderful guest, um, one of my good buddies for probably six years now. Uh, we, we met each other in our neuroscience journey. Uh, we come together to have a, a, a small discussion about something that's meaningful to the both of us. So I'm going to let this young man introduce himself. Um, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, I am Jeriel. Um, I am currently a PhD candidate at MSU in the Neuroscience and Farm Talks Department. Um, thank you for the introduction, Terry. Oh, not a, not a problem. You know, I wanted you on this episode because, uh, one, you know, I just value you as a person, um, your intellectual abilities in the, I guess, laboratory, in the classroom, outside of the classroom and outside of the laboratory. Um, so I, that's why I brought you on here today because I think we can really have this interesting discussion about something that's meaningful to the both of us. So thank you. I should give you flowers, but I, I don't have flowers. I would give you chocolates too. Don't worry about it. I, I <laughs> Sorry, said I forgot. Yeah, I said flowers, but you know. Anyway. Uh, anyway. It's, it's brotherly love. Okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate the, the brotherly love. But uh, today's episode, um, as a neuroscientist, this is something that we just, just focus on in general with trying to better understand the nervous system to relate that to the general public, whether we're trying to improve technology to help treat, you know, different diseases or mental health disorders, or to just better understand phenomena that happens in the nervous system. So we're going to talk about the scientific method. So first off, uh, could you tell me, Jay, like, what is the scientific method? Like, in your words, what do you think the scientific method is? Currently, uh, how, how I have a fair understanding of the scientific method is we apply it, this, this concept, this approach to an event that we cannot describe properly or explain why or how usually. So the scientific method comes in to help us find an answer perhaps or a solution to our problems. Most often in the neuroscience, we, we have neurodegenerative diseases. We have um, problems with uh, maladaptive um, plasticity yeah. and many other examples, but um, we now use the scientific method first observing, then making a question, seeing how we can improve the health of students or um, sorry, of our subjects um, or people overall and apply new approaches, constantly testing what we know mm -hmm. so we can make life better overall for okay. everyone. Okay, okay, cool, cool, cool. So there, as you were, you know, telling me what you think the scientific method is, right? There are some, some key words that I heard. So I heard like approach. So approach is, you think of it, I think of it as like a way of thinking about how to answer a particular problem. Is that a, a fair statement to, yes. to say? Okay. Yeah. So I got to, let me ask you this question. Does the everyday person, could they have that, I guess, ability to use the scientific method, even though it's not necessarily related to science? Absolutely. We do it every day, even with a simple Google search. A simple Google search. So, like, yeah. if, like, 
describe that. Like, am I searching for I don't know, like football? Like, could the foot people who search for football could they use a scientific method or like? I have no understanding of football whatsoever. <laughs> I just I mean, know I, you I, pass I a ball. I should have said soccer. Should have said soccer. No, you're still good. You're still good. But here's how I also done it. Yeah. So. At least two years ago, I could tell you I have no knowledge whatsoever on football. Now, I did some Google search. I figured, you know, Tom Brady's the top one and all that. Uh, the, yeah. <laughs> uh, but you, you explore something you're curious about and you constantly try to, you know, find us an, an answer to that. In my case, you know, how do you play football? So you pretty much play four passes to make uh, 10 yards each time, right? Yeah, that's like that. yeah, that's that's the rule of football. And, and you keep proceeding until one team does worse or better than the other one. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in a similar fashion, we just Google stuff, and that's within that uh, range of the scientific method being applied in a day-to-day use. Okay. Cool. 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 So, if so, if somebody that was listening that was like the average day Joe, and they wanted to, you know, use the scientific method, they could, like, I guess, in a sense, because I, I think that, you know. Sometimes I feel that sometimes the general public, we they, there's a disconnect between science and the general public such that when somebody in the general public, when they hear the word science, it's like they, they scatter away from it because it's like science. It's like, woo, like, <laughs> it's, it's a scary word. Yes. So, you know, do you think there's a, a way that maybe, us, I guess, us scientists could potentially, you know, try to, I guess lessen that fear of like the scientific method or just the word science to so that people can better relate to science. I know yeah, that's a that's a full question. I mean, these are the questions I'd be thinking about like a, a lot nowadays. But how we perceive science can come from you know our different backgrounds. So some people are afraid actually of science. Other are just meh or feeling different mm-hmm. about science. Others, like us, we love science. Oh, yeah, we love science, yeah. So there's a, a wide spectrum. And unfortunately, when you're scared of something, my best solution to it is try a, try a little bit of it. You know, let's start with the basics. So um, maybe we can't understand a specific research topic we constantly search. So like us, we're neuroscientists. We focus a lot on the brain and very specific regions of the brain. But not everyone knows even what regions are in the brain, you know, yeah, how, yeah, how many yeah. brain regions are composed in our composed the brain or even what they do. We don't even know what they all do. Right. It's, it can be overwhelming. And, and my best suggestion is if you're interested in at least giving science a try or the term or the concept of science as a whole, the best way is to look for the simple things. So breaking down something very complex into simple elements, simple elements. Okay. Maybe instead of neuroscience, we can start explaining by science and neuro okay, <laughs> separately. Okay. Um, and even with words like neuroscience, maybe the brain. So, you know, um, the brain as a whole is very complex and uh, delicate at the same time. But we can also take the different elements down and identify these proteins, these neurons or uh, astrocytes, yeah, or any yeah, type of cell yeah, you want to yeah, call, okay, yep, yep. different cells. Um, we can also identify what they do individually and um, examine them and evaluate them. Yeah, that overall is just making it a 
taking the whole brain as a big picture and identifying the little components and examining them independently. Interesting. It's, it's rough, yeah, it is but it, it takes some devotion and, and it's definitely worth it, at least for me. What do you think? Well, I think, well, you know, I guess going back to the original question of whether or not, you know, people can, you know, I guess appreciate science or the scientific method or see themselves as scientists or just, you know, not feel as afraid of science, you know, I think, you know, there is a, there's a possibility, at least in my understanding, you know, people that are interested in science, you know, sometimes, you know, students will go to, they'll go to school or they'll go to college and they'll get really excited about science, like learn about, you know, simple biology, central dogma, biology and things, get really excited about that or the scientific fair, you know, you get those type of experiences. But I think that the education, I guess, of, of science could definitely be approved upon such that the younger generation or just younger people can have an appreciation for science, mm-hmm. such that when they get older, if somebody begins to talk science to them, you know, they will have a little bit less afraidness. I mean, because as you pointed out, you know, we don't understand everything that happens in the nervous system, but because of scientists, you know, we're so devoted, you know, to try to understand it such that we can explain it to other people to make, you know, new treatments, new technology, or just better understand how the, how the nervous system works. So I think, yeah, there's some, some things that scientists we could do to help with the scientific education of tomorrow. I definitely agree. We definitely need to improve reaching out to the younger crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, it's very difficult to, you know, put something very complex yep. as the science adult study into, you know, um, the younglings right, still right. learning about the basic concepts. Right, right, right. Right. How we could do that is improve our outreach, um, both methods and frequencies. So, right, right. Uh, like, for example, here in MSU, we have that brain bee. Um, where there's uh, a spelling bee uh, in its essence focused on neuroscience uh, words. And that's a good way students and and kids overall get to learn, you know, these new concepts, these new words. And obviously it's a spelling bee format, but they still have to know, you know, their definitions, so what different components are and what they they might do. And it's a simple yet um, motivating approach to getting kids interested in science. There's also other approaches where um, uh, I've, uh, Brain Awareness Week, yeah, that's, and yeah, there's yeah. a couple others uh, led by the biomedical engineering department and all those, where they invite, or we have pretty much an, a quote unquote open house right. session where students can, and, and these are mostly kids. Uh, I believe the last time we had one, a lot of the kids were seven, six, five-year-olds right right um and they were eager to learn you know what does this do how does how do my muscles work and we had these different mechanics where a little kid could control my arm and if they moved it they moved my arm too and it's very exciting and thrilling to see these kids enjoy that then they start getting that curiosity right and that little spark sometimes is good enough to make a scientist in the future right but it's a little something that got them interested that they felt excited and motivated about. Those little outreach activities is exactly what we should be doing. I completely agree with you. Okay, so now now that you mentioned the, the outreach activity and things, I guess I want to get a little bit more specific about 
I guess, our approach. Because you know the scientific method, all it is is an approach to to answer a question. So, do you think our approach is capturing all students or people that are interested in science? Because you know, I'm a black scientist. You know, you're a. I guess you can I say Puerto Rican scientist? Go ahead. So you know, you're from Puerto Rico. Puerto Rican scientist. Do you think we're doing a really great job of capturing students from diverse backgrounds into the science? Based on my Puerto Rico experience, absolutely, I, I will say reaching out, not as good, um, especially to minoritized um, and underrepresented uh, people in the sciences. I think, one, the reach out is very minimalistic and to meet the basic requirements and we could all be doing so much better by supporting even those students right now that are in the scientists like us right right right. i would believe that you know it would be a smart choice to have programs sponsor us go back to puerto rico and invest in the future students that might apply right 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 so it's not just a you know a short-term investment where you're actively you know showcasing your minoritized students in some way right because that's like a i mean i would think that's like a symbolism like a token like you, yes yeah, yeah it's it's token but we also get the benefits we get to travel we are happy and we also get to outreach to these amazing kids that are interested and eager into getting into sciences so my issue was i never met a skin colored scientist yeah, yeah until yeah. i was a grad student almost <laughs> or I guess post-bac student. That's when I started seeing people with color. And it was uh, not even Puerto Rican. Uh, uh, it was uh, black um, and South Asian yeah, yeah. Uh, stu- grad students here in MSU too. It was kind of a culture shock too, but I think um, there are better ways to approach minoritized students and we should be asking all of us how to approach us okay rather than uh the classic way which is sending some um aged <laughs> white male yeah or you know at, who yeah, is a scientist yeah, yeah, but yeah. It, it can be very uh, disconnecting on how it's perceived to the audience because we're not white we're not all english speaking or fluent in English whatsoever. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very minority of us who can speak English properly. Right. It's very challenging, too. Um, so I think that, one, by supporting our students, not just, you know, our programs, but also uh, raising federal funds and assigning them to specifically improve outreach activities to minoritized populations in the sciences, that could also be a very effective way to help us improve our numbers. Absolutely, I, and I, I agree with you. I mean, you know, as, as a black scientist, right? Uh, I come from a historically black college university. So, you know, I was always around, you know, other black students, other black scholars. But sometimes I think the, the outreach from bigger universities such as Michigan State, or I mean, I'm from North Carolina. So like, you know, UNC, Chapel Hill, NC State, the outreach isn't as, as great as you were you mentioned it like go send somebody here to say hey we have this like really wonderful thing that you should consider applying to 
And then, you know, they'll give us a brochure that says, like, you know, it's like diversity, equity, and, and, and inclusion, you know, mm-hmm. to, to you yeah. know, draw us there. To, but I think overall, you know, they could do a really better job. You know, we could all do a better job. And I also think it takes, it takes a lot of buy-in from other people about what do we ultimately want our society to look like, I guess, in the future within the sciences, per se, or even neuroscientists, as both of us are. So now the, the next question that I have for you is, you know, because we come from diverse backgrounds, we also have, there's certain, like, preconceived notions in each of our communities based upon, you know, our life experiences. So for instance, right, I would tell you that, you know, there's people in the black community that have a really hard time accepting science for what it is because of the historical evilness that has happened to us, Mm -hmm. such as like, you know, the Tuskegee syphilis experiment, you know, Mm -hmm. the government, gave black men in jail syphilis and then mm-hmm. you know they didn't get the treatment that they deserved or needed mm-hmm. and then you know the government after that happened you know it was like years it was i think like the 1970s when they was like you know what we should probably help these these black people because we we did the wrong so a similar thing actually happened in part of my intrusion yeah you go ahead, has go happened ahead. In, in puerto rico where uh agent orange was actually just spread um via airplane throughout the land as an insecticide. Another uh, scientific experiment that was conducted in Puerto Rico was, uh, and by far, the one of the uh, most impactful for women in STEM right. has been the development of the, uh, the pill. Yeah. That was done using Puerto Rican women back in the day. And unfortunately, the health consequences of testing different compounds still lasts through multiple generations to this day, unfortunately. Right. And yes, it has brought a really bad uh, perspective about, you know, science overall. That's why we have ethics constantly evolving to adapt to, you know, what society and the majority of people think is correct. Right, right, right. In our case, you know, every person should be treated with the most decency and respect. So it, uh, going back to the, the, I guess, the question I wanted to ask, so is is it our job as scientists to try to remediate the hurt that has, you know, each community has received because of, I guess, the scientific method or what science has done to a particular community? Or do you think, yeah, like, well, I guess we'll, we'll just start at that question. Do you think it's our job as scientists to help remediate or I guess debunk you know some of the preconceived notions or help with the healing of like our perspective communities is that is that our job or is that somebody else's job to it is our duty not our job okay okay okay, okay. um we also have um institutional revision boards yeah IRBs, that precisely also take charge and, and take part of that responsibility to make sure we're not harming anyone else too right right so I, I agree with you there, but the do you think the IRB boards are also helping with the healing of these traumatic Not experiences? Not so much the healing, but at least in terms of, um, I guess, approach, current approach. Yeah, yeah. There has been resolved ethical issues, unfortunately, for the healing process specifically. There has been little acknowledgement 
of those uh, flaws yep. and um, hurting scientific approaches. Um, and most of them were not considering fully, uh, you know, the entity being studied, humans. So patients were often disregarded and their health was disregarded very often. And unfortunately, there is little to no, uh, or at least that I know of, there is little to no healing being done from, from scientists. Yeah, I mean, I would tell you, part of, like, I, I mean, part of me nowadays, that's, these are the things I just think about nowadays, as I'm doing scientists, or as I'm not doing scientists, that's kind of weird <laughs> to say, but <laughs> as I'm doing science, right, these are, like, the questions that just pop up in my head as mm -hmm. I'm just you know, doing maternal behavior observations, trying to do viability PCR, which is some <laughs> really cool experiment, uh, experiments of people, you know, want to take a look into those on Google search, you know. Uh, but, yeah, these are the, the things I think about because, I mean, I hope to go into to academia to be a, a service to, you know, the community, but I'm just trying to think of ways to uplift, like, the community such that, you know, we can transcend the knowledge of, the nervous system such that we can begin to do things beyond our, I guess, capabilities or what we think we can do right now. Cause I mean, I think, I mean, we're, we're scientifically, there are some things, at least in America's perspective, I can't speak from the international perspectives, but there are certain things that we we're doing right now as a, as a scientist in America that we, I think we could definitely be doing better. Totally. And, that, I mean, it starts with our approach and how we, you know, deal with the people who are, you know, doing the science. Like, because sometimes, you know, we have, I'm pretty sure you have so many things that go on in your mind as you're doing science. You got this life that you live outside of science. And so you're, you know, trying to make sure that, you know, you're whole and well to be able to, you know, I guess, do good science to contribute to the, to the scientific community. So... That's that's all I wanted to say. Like, that's, that's all. You know what's amazing though, and I, I, it's kind of a small deviation, but we're still implementing our scientific method right now. Yeah, how so? so? We're we're identifying a problem. Yeah, we but have a lot to improve on in the sciences. Okay. So for all I know, you could be a future science policist, helping improve that environment. I I'd rather be an educator. I like the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the kids. Yeah, told the scientists for the kids. Yeah. <laughs> But that is still an observation of an issue right now that is affecting us. And that only merits a questioning. How can we improve? Right? Right. We have some background. We know our history. And we slowly are finding a means or an approach that can help benefit everyone. And maybe, just maybe, break that barrier between science and humanity. That was kind of poetic. Yeah, that, was, <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was poetic, man. Thank you. Yeah, that was extremely poetic. Man. But, yeah, that's that's all I have for today. You know, I just, yeah, I wanted to have this conversation with you because, like, you, you know, I, I value your 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 logic and your, your thinking. And then, you know, also being from a diverse background with experiences, I just, yeah, I definitely appreciate the conversation, man. Thank you. No, I, no problem. I always, I always appreciate you. And your company and your words too. You're very wise and very humble. <laughs> I try, man. It's just, it's difficult out here. It's you know? it's rough. It's, it's rough out here. I'm yeah, I'm barely making it. But you know, I'm gonna keep striving for greatness to 
help the scientific community learn things and just help you know people embrace science the way that science should be embraced i agree and it it takes a while yeah it does but all it needs is baby steps every day we keep doing our little grain of salt or sand and eventually we'll get a beach eventually so, so long we're I just all... gotta, where's the water coming from like this? oh yeah. <laughs> uh, that's that's a good question you see uh, you, you just pour it sand on the oh, street you know? yeah i mean anything could be a beach right i just bring a water bottle and just drop in there okay right that's that's a beach right um I feel like it's supposed to be a big body of water, but then, you know. Are you right? Yeah, yeah. I guess that's what. That would be a puddle. <laughs> yeah, a puddle in the, in the sand. <laughs> All right, give me three uh, trillion tons of water. Okay, and yeah, that's. Just that's... pour it on a beach. Too. Okay, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, okay. That, that works. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, that's, that's all right. <laughs> no, but yes, it takes a little bit of everyone and just a little bit. Sometimes it's not a big or, or drastic change. But it's those things, these little pushes, so helping people not be afraid of science, showing them the way. Um, and uh, enjoying also the people. So it's not just science all the time. We apply the scientific method almost every day for every single experiment we do. We have our own hypothesis made up. Right. I mean, like, every, it, yeah. It, I guess to make it more layman's or like to relate to the general public, like, you know, there could be like a, say somebody's in a relationship, right? And they're kind of yeah. anxious because they're thinking that they're, you know, others sniffing or others cheating on them. So they, they go through these like different approaches or, you know, they go through the background to see like, his, try to see his date history to see, you know, try to get in contact with them. Like, have you been texting my man? Or, you know, Hiring have you been texting my woman? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then, you know, then, the analysis is if they if the person responds and they're just like you know maybe i did take your man now what or they're like no response so they, they got to continue to go through different methods or different approaches to try to get the answer that they need in order to make a, a more rational decision but that's just yeah something that's it's also just, yeah, it's, yeah. the scientific method yeah it's the science it, it really nature. is yeah it is it is it definitely is different ways to get to that too <laughs> oh yeah absolutely I don't, yeah that, what i said was that the best i don't think me, me personally i don't think that's the best way to you know see if somebody's cheating on you but you know that's you know that is a way you know it's yeah that's why we also hear scientists to discuss better ways to get results oh that's yeah that's great you know, yeah, that's, yeah yeah that's that's part, that's of, part of the issue too yeah you know, it's just like that's why you go to your friends and be like i think my bad cheating on me i think i'm <laughs> <laughs> And it's just like, ah, I know that's like, like they be mostly like, I don't, I don't want to get too much into that, but you know, that's, yeah, that's, that that's, is, yeah, that's, that's science, that's science, right? It's surprising because I was not expecting any of this. My hypothesis was something closer to a doll talk, yeah, <laughs> scientific method. This has been, you know, real life experience, real life events that can just happen to almost anyone. Absolutely. And in a daily basis, everyone uses this method. Absolutely. Just with simple questions. Even how was your day? How uh, was your day? I mean, it, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. Yeah. Mine was decent too. <laughs> Got some lab stuff work done. Cool. And yeah, uh, here yeah. being a uh, enjoying my time right now with good company too. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I, I definitely apologize. I, I just, yeah, I started the the podcast. I even asked you a day, so. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I apologize. But that's that's part of the thrill, you see. Improv. It, yeah, improv. <laughs> improv. Well, I'm going to go ahead and, yeah, I guess close the session. So this is Told the Scientist and Jay. Uh, thank you again for coming to this uh, podcast <laughs> session and just, you know, helping me have this conversation. Um, so I hope to see you around again, you know, on an episode so we can have more fulfilling conversations, maybe about stuff about your research or just more about general scientific concepts. So, Absolutely. I focus on feeding neuroscience and ingestive behavior. So uh, I largely want to tackle my problem is obesity, for example. Yeah. And even I myself ha am obese and I still struggle uh, for weight to achieve weight loss in its essence. So my work is also focused on a similar path where I look for new treatments to solve um, or, or promote weight loss in, in a certain way, hopefully tackling that obesity epidemic we currently have. And yeah, for the students, feel free to reach out. Anyone in there, out there, whether you want to talk scientific method or science otherwise, feel free to reach out. Yeah, I was about to say, you, 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 I mean, you say reach out, but you need to provide like your Instagram, your phone number, your social security number. <laughs> you, you just... Yeah, so the last four digits are. <laughs> hey, if you want to tell All them, right. yeah, tell the people. So my email is ramir225 at msu.edu. Again, that's R-A-M-I-R-225 at msu.edu. Feel free to reach out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, cool. I don't know what I'm saying. It's, it's your world. I'm just loving it. Oh, no. What? <laughs> you are the goat in science. What? All right, sit me down. This is uh, Told the Scientist with the Nerd Podcast. Yeah, sign it off. Thank you for listening. To stay up to date with us for the next episode, next event, or other neuroscience topics, you can follow us on Instagram at the VA Nerve Podcast. No spaces. <laughs>